From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll be hearing from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy a devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Today's devotional bears the title, Christ and His Children. The text is Isaiah 53 and verse 10. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. Our Lord Jesus has not died in vain. His death was sacrificial. He died as our substitute because death was the penalty of our sins. And because his substitution was accepted of God, He has saved those for whom He made His soul a sacrifice. By death He became like a corn of wheat, which bringeth forth much fruit. There must be a succession of children unto Jesus. He is the Father of the everlasting age. He shall say, Behold, I and the children whom Thou hast given me. A man is honored in his sons, and Jesus hath his quiver full of these arrows of the mighty. A man is represented in his children, and so is the Christ in Christians. In his seed, a man's life seems to be prolonged and extended, and so is the life of Jesus continued in believers. Jesus lives, for he sees his seed. He fixes his eye on us. He delights in us. He recognizes us as the fruit of his soul's travail. Let us be glad that our Lord does not fail to enjoy the result of his dread sacrifice, and that he will never cease to feast his eyes upon the harvest of his death. Those eyes which once wept for us are now viewing us with pleasure. Yes, he looks upon those who are looking unto him. Our eyes meet. What a joy is this!
In the midst of this increasingly secularized and materialistic society, multitudes of men, women, and young people seem to have forgotten that they have immortal souls, and that one day they must stand before a holy God and face the ultimate judgment. Despite every effort to banish the reality of death from the mind, the Word of God declares it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. How can a person be ready for that awful day? Is there a way to face God without fear? The great 19th century preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon answered this question in a powerful sermon entitled, Preparing to Meet God. Let the Bible Speak now offers a booklet published by the Trinitarian Bible Society, which contains this vital message under the title, Preparing to Meet God. In addition to the sermon text, the publication contains a brief biographical sketch of Spurgeon's life, as well as a schedule for reading the Bible through in a year, all contained in an attractive, conveniently sized booklet. To obtain your copy, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, you may simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of Preparing to Meet God, and we'll be happy to provide it. Today, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit as he commences a message entitled, The Holy Spirit as the Revealer of Christ. In John chapter 15, verse 26, and in chapter 16, verse 14, the Lord Jesus Christ explained to his disciples that the chief function of the Holy Spirit is to testify of Christ. In other words, the central theme of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 11, the Apostle speaks of the Old Testament prophets as having the Spirit of Christ as they wrote. This leads us to the truth that Christ is the key to the Old Testament. As Peter emphasized in his sermon to Cornelius, to him, that is, to Christ, give all the prophets witness that whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Now, Dr. Cairns will commence this message called The Revealer of Christ. 
Now, John chapter 15, verse 26, reading into chapter 16. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. These things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them. These things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me, Whither goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. Amen. The Lord will add his own blessing to these familiar verses from his precious word for his name's sake. We're returning this morning to the series of messages that we have been looking at and conducting for some time now on the person and the work of the Holy Spirit of God. Now, this morning I want to direct your attention to the words of Christ in John 15 and 26 and John 16 and verse 14. When the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. I want you to emphasize those words. He shall testify of me. John 16, verse 14. He shall glorify me. The word basically is glorify, or boast of, or praise. It's the very same thought as Paul had in mind 
when he said, God forbid that I should glory or boast save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that we can use the word boast just to emphasize the truth that the Lord Jesus is teaching here. The Spirit of God boasts, glorifies, magnifies the Lord Jesus Christ. He shall glorify me. He shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. The Holy Spirit is truly God. Therefore, all the works of the Holy Spirit are important, and they command the sincerest and most careful notice of all His creatures. But to us who are saved, the most important works of the Holy Spirit are surely those works which He does in bringing us into salvation. For without these works, we must live in sin and misery. We must die without Christ. And we must perish eternally. So the most important works, as far as we are concerned, of the Holy Spirit are His saving works. And of all His saving works, there is one upon which all the others depend. And that is His gracious revelation and glorification of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now it is to this fundamental activity of God the Holy Spirit that I want to direct your attention today. I do so the more gladly because even in books upon the subject of the person and work of the Holy Spirit, this is a work which is mostly overlooked. There are a few exceptions among writers on the Holy Spirit's ministry, but they are the exception. For the most part, there is little attention given to this very important, I would say all-important ministry of God the Holy Spirit. Let me make this simple statement this morning, and let us ask the Lord to write it on our hearts. I have emphasized the force of the word glorify. He shall glorify me. This is not just one of the activities of the Spirit equal with all the other activities of the Spirit. This is something that undergirds everything else that the Holy Spirit does. He has only one boast. It is right to boast. If that of which you're boasting is something of which God boasts. Paul could say, I will not boast of myself. I will not boast of my labors. I will not boast of my gifts. I will not boast of my converts. I will not boast of my success. But he says, I will boast of the cross of Christ. The Holy Spirit similarly says, I will boast. I will boast of Christ. The force of that word leads me then to this statement that the central theme of the ministry of the Holy Spirit 
is Jesus Christ. Now let me repeat that. The central theme of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ. That is a very simple statement to make. But it is a statement with the vastest possible implications in every department of Christian experience. This morning I want to deal as the Lord enables with the statement and with its implications and to try to bring it within the compass of one message. I want to go back in time as far as preaching style is concerned and I want deliberately to employ the style of preaching that the old Puritans normally employed. It doesn't look to be very good style when you read it nowadays, but there was method in it. When they took a text, they normally introduced it, as I have done this morning, and then they set forth the doctrine. And then from the doctrine, they set out the application and the uses of that doctrine. This morning I want us to take this central truth that the central theme of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ. And from that, I want us to elicit the doctrine and then make application. Now, the doctrine could be put this way. Everything that the Holy Spirit does must be seen in the light of this central ministry, his revelation and glorification of Christ. Everything that the Holy Spirit does must be seen in this light. You see, everything that the Holy Spirit does relates directly to Christ. It is very interesting to find out when you read the Scriptures that he is called the Spirit of Christ. He is called the Spirit of Christ, first of all, in relation to the work that he did in the Old Testament. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 11, concerning the Old Testament prophets as they wrote the Scriptures and as they dealt with all the great subjects that the prophets dealt with. He said it was the Spirit of Christ that was in them. So all that he did in the Old Testament, he did as the Spirit of Christ. All that he does in the New Testament, he does as the Spirit of Christ. If the Spirit of Christ dwells in you, you're saved. But if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. This is a very important title of the Holy Spirit. Because it's telling us that all that he does relates directly to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's the statement of the doctrine. Let's see how it works out in the Scriptures. You examine the works of the Holy Spirit. And 
notice how every one of them actually does center on Christ. Let's take what I would say is a primary work of the Holy Spirit. These are, I suppose, all primary works. But of them all, this is one upon which all the rest depends. That's his inspiration of Scripture. You see, if the Holy Spirit has not inspired the Bible, you know nothing about God, you know nothing about Christ, you know nothing about yourself, you know nothing about sin, you know nothing about salvation, you know nothing about heaven, and you know nothing about hell. So, the fact of inspiration is basic to the whole of Christianity. Now, what does the Bible say about inspiration? It's the work of the Spirit. Second Timothy 3.16 All Scripture is... God breathed. You will remember in one of the very first studies that I conducted with you in the person of the Holy Spirit that I drew attention to the fact that the, the very word Spirit in the original languages has the thought of Him being the breath of God. When we read that Scripture is God breathed, we are learning that it is the direct and immediate production of God the Holy Spirit. This is stated in so many words in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 21, where we read that holy men of God speak as they were moved or as they were carried along by the Holy Ghost. So Scripture is the production of the Holy Spirit. Now, when the Holy Spirit gave the various books of the Bible, he had many what theologians would call proximate purposes or immediate aims. There was an immediate aim in everything that the Lord said through Moses to Israel. There was an immediate aim in everything that he said through Jeremiah or through Daniel or Ezekiel or any of the other Old Testament writers. But permeating everything that he said. The Holy Spirit, from Genesis to Malachi, from Matthew to Revelation, is revealing the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, founded by Dr. Alan Cairns. Let the Bible Speak is also heard in many parts of the world through the international radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak, produced in Northern Ireland. The Free Presbyterian Church stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible, emphasizing preaching that centers on the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the church. For further information about the Free Presbyterian Church, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408, or you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Again, that's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Also, we encourage you to visit the website of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America at www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. 
This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we let the Bible speak. (music) 